0: There are certain people you meet whose energy is beyond contagious and who make the world a better place. When I first met Patricia Lowen, I was incredibly drawn in by her Irish accent, her vibrant, colorful wardrobe, and her incredibly positive demeanor. I had the right vibe because I now know that the laws of attraction work. In meeting Patricia, I would get my first introduction to the world of energy healing, all things energy-related, including Feng Shui. Patricia is a motivational speaker, the creator of Feng Shui. Feng Shui Mastery and the author of The Happy Home, a guide to creating a happy, healthy, wealthy life. She has helped thousands of people across the globe embrace Feng Shui and create lasting changes in their homes, lives, and businesses. She is a Feng Shui expert, a healer, and a passionate female entrepreneur. She helps detox your business, unstick your beliefs, and declutter your busy mind, allowing you the ability to be in alignment with your dreams. So, think you can be going a little bit further than just rearranging your furniture, I do intend to go much deeper than that. So welcome to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Patricia, so excited to be able to see you once again. And as soon as I saw your smile, I was like, oh, this is great.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for that amazing intro. I'm very grateful to be here.
0: Well, it's great. We met in New York and right now we are doing this with you back in Ireland. And as I was mentioning to you, right, I love the accent, but you have been, (laughs) it has been a whirlwind. You have really been traveling around the world the last couple of years.
1: That's right. Um we left Ireland 4 years ago after we got married, uh, headed to India first and from um yeah, and we didn't really have a plan. It was like the no plan plan. Let's go to India, then we were there for a bit and we're like, "Okay, let's go to Bali." And we got to Bali and it stole our hearts and that's where myself and my husband set up this particular like the online version of our business because we still didn't have a plan with that. And um started sharing feng shui online uh, there three and a half years ago in Bali Um, and we just are going back we're back in Ireland for a bit uh, just to organize some things and to connect with family so it has been a bit of a whirlwind and we met in New York and apart from Bali to I think I did Bali to New York eight times in the three years and that is like like literally the poles apart the other side of the world I think people (laughs) like there's been a lot of travel
0: yeah and people hope to get to Bali once in their lifetime right? Let alone, uh, you know, know, the travel back and forth eight times and then having a chance to be able to live there. I find it fascinating mm-hmm. how you have been able to create this world that you now live in because it wasn't mm-hmm. always the case. There was almost like this manifestation yeah. for you in, in knowing that mm-hmm. this was eventually what you wanted. And, you know, even in just meeting your husband and in having this life, you, you come back to that this was your visualization. It was your feng shui of your life mm-hmm. that really brought this all to you
1: yeah for sure for sure um and it started really with um I I know someone actually mentioned it the other day and they're like oh have you heard of the four-hour work week and I'm like oh my god I read it like 14 years ago when I was running a bar and restaurant in the west coast of Ireland completely and probably even back further than that like when it first came out and I was like really stuck like totally stuck in this rut and I would go home and get on my couch come on my couch on a Friday evening and cry my heart out going like what the hell like there's something going on here and i was feeling really stuck and I, and i kind of was like okay something something needs to change and inevitably what changed a lot and what I did change with is like what I teach now, you know, I changed my environment. I decluttered, I, you know, changed what I was doing. And then every big shift in my journey has been around transitioning my environment, improving my own energy and the energy of the space I'm living in and my mindset. So for me, it's not just about where you live. It's about what's in it. It's the energy of it as well, but also what are you putting out to call in? Um, you know, Ken always wanted to live in a different country. We've lived in several different countries now. and um, We both totally called in each other as well. And um, it was a real... Uh, journey to get to here which has been amazing
0: okay the journey started quite some time ago and i think i remember you talking Mm -hmm. about the fact that you know you picked up a feng shui book i think when you were like 14 15 years old and -hmm. that was really yeah you know it wasn't like this was part of your upbringing or your life you know it wasn't part of your heritage or your culture you know what what as a 14 15 year old makes you pick up a book about
1: feng shui I have no idea I don't even know where I came across it like I'm from the west coast of Ireland I grew up in a Catholic family that like are just like regular people and they were kind of like what is she at and I think that also I was really always like the black sheep like interested in things that were like a little bit different and I would have gone to the tarot card reader or I would have done the little things that everyone would be like oh my god you're crazy and And the thing back then, it was really strange. And even feng shui, I don't know how I found out about it, but I got the books about it and I read it. And I don't know for, it just called some part of my soul. And I'm like, I get it. It really, it meant a lot to me. but then when you're part of a life that's very much like this is how your path is laid out and that's how my life looked at it was just like, OK, you're going to get, married, you know, you're going to go to university, then you're going to get a job, then you're going to like get married, then, you ha- you know, meet a guy, get married, have children st- and stay in the one place. And that's what everybody was on that road in my life. And I kind of jumped on that bad bandwagon for a long time um, until I was stuck in that job. And I'm like, I need to get out of here. And I quit that. Um, but the feng shui came back to me when I was like, oh, I remember that book that I've, I want to call in love. Like there was stuff about love in feng shui and after my own kind of like eat, pray, love journey in India and all over, like across mostly in India, um, I, <laughs> I came back to Ireland and moved to a new city. It was like, I, I'm going to meet the one I'm going to sort out my place. I'm going to do this feng shui. And I went back home to my Irish house, back to my house in Ireland and uh, back to my parents. And they have moved house loads of times since then. But that, lo and behold, there are my two original feng shui books up on the cover, up on the up on the shelves. And I'm like, how do these even survive their moving? But they are here. And I was like, this is crazy. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Um, and that, yeah, that's where it it just reactivated. So sometimes for me with this work as well, I feel like it's all your soul knows what you're meant to do. But it takes you a while to kind of catch up and figure it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And obviously you have to do your, your, get your journey. And like every, like everything that I did until I came back to feng shui was bringing me and leading me to this point as well. So there's like no regrets, but it's just interesting that I knew about it when I was 15 and it's only in my twenties, like when I was like, Oh, I'm going to start using this again. Well, that it came back,
0: but now that we see it, there was almost an energy. There was an alignment of the universe that at that mm-hmm. moment in time, when you needed it, you 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 head back, and and there are these books waiting for yeah. you to, to to read. And so, I want to come back to the energy aspect. I want to come back to mm-hmm. how you truly see the the energy and the healing as the bigger overall picture. But I think to start, let's go with the basics of exactly when we say feng shui. What do you see it as? What are how would you define it? hmm
1: So I define feng shui as actually a, like acupuncture for your home. It's like your house has its own energy imprint, just like us as people. And if you are feeling unwell or unbalanced and in like in Chinese culture, like even now in the West, you're feeling off and you're not feeling very well, like things are not going so well in your health. You go to the acupuncturist, she takes your analysis of like what's going on in your chi, the prana, what's flowing through your body, where there's stagnancy, where there's where there's um, blocks. And then she'll like use one of the elements, five elements, the metal, water, whatever, to get that flow back and going again and improve your vitality and your energy. Houses are exactly the same. And the thing is, we spend eight to 10 hours in our home and it's going to be directly impacting us as people like our own personal energy system. So if your house is has has like there's different layers of it and this is where Feng Shui people are like, oh, is that just not moving furniture? And I'm like, there is a little bit of moving furniture a li- like um, sometimes, you know, a house, a bedroom, it's set up in a certain way. The bed can only go there. And that's fine. Like, I'm not going to be like, no, you have to put it in this weird, obscure place over there. That's not going to make sense. For me, it's about practicality and it's like merging the practical with the energy and making sure that when we have the energy flowing correctly that the other side can then integrate. So there are different layers of feng shui. We've got like that sense of like where you position your bed, the best place to sit for your work, um, that's going to get you more productive and more like lined up. And then there is those deeper layers where if it's not flowing fully and harmoniously, it can be impacting your bank account, your energy, your relationships, your health. Um, And that's where people come to me where they're like, there's some, you know, I'm doing all the inner work. And that's where there's this merging of this work because we're in a real amazing phase of people diving further into personal development. That sense of like, I am growing, I'm learning, I'm manifesting, I'm getting clear on what I want. I'm releasing traumas from the past. I'm letting go. And they feel a sense of momentum. And it's like, yay, oh my God, oh my God. But then you're in a house that is that may not be, supportive of that like energetically it's going to hold you back so what happens people come to me and they're like in a place that they're stuck and then I'm like okay so you've been doing this inner work amazing like that's so good because I do that I still am doing on that journey as well I feel like it doesn't end we're always growing and learning and releasing and healing but our house can really support us and it can be for me when we work with the power of the energy of our home it's like You know think about our dreams and intentions like a seed like this beautiful little seed and that's like whatever it is that you want to unfold as your manifestation and you can plant that seed you decide okay i'm just going to go out and just like put it on the motorway and that that is like the cars are going to squash over it and it's going to get mushed and that's that seed never going to grow or you plant it in really fertile soil where you put it into that beautiful, fertile soil that's really perfect intended to. And then it's going to flourish and grow. And that's what working with feng shui does. It's like the environment, the soil, the place that you spend your time is supportive. It's beautiful it's vibrant, and it's going to help you grow and expand and see those dreams and visions and everything Um unfold. Uh, And that's what I've seen for hundreds of my clients. And that's like, for me, the best bit.
0: Okay, so this is where I wanted to say, this is where I'm hoping to kind of do the twist so that people will now pay Mm. attention for the rest of the podcast is the how to because people are are at the point where they want proof, right? They want science, they want Mm -hmm. examples, they want to, they want to say, Okay, if I'm going to invest in this, Tell me that there's been success. Like, give me give me examples. How has this worked? Because if I understand how it's working for others, then I might be more adapt to making some of these changes.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I have had clients literally last month. A woman came on a call with me and she said, "Patricia, my bank account has um, doubled since we started working together in January." I'm like, and she is an employee, so it's not like she's self-employed or anything. Her bank account has doubled. Um, I've had clients get windfalls. I've had one client lose eight stone, uh, one client double her business in her first month and treble it the second month. Um, one like some clients get pregnant. I had a lot of loved ones. I use feng shui to attract love. So um, yesterday, I got two messages from two separate clients saying, "Oh my god, I have met my man!" You know. So there's a lot of um, really, it's kind of where we have this fundamental block. So it could be around love or money or health. Um, family harmony you know like i've had clients who are about to like lose their house they're on the verge of divorce um this one always comes to mind and she sent me the photos of her house and honestly it was like out of this postcard like you would it will be a house that you would have on your vision board like oh my god the most beautiful house in the countryside and the the message that came with it was like we moved into our dream house and our lives have fallen apart we're on the verge of divorce. My business is failing everything. And I was like, Oh my God, like we've got to sort this out. And we just got, she just dived straight in and we got full, full into action. But the energy of the house was repelling money. It was, um, really disharmonious for relationships and her children didn't even want to come home and stay. And the thing is, it's got a whole 360 now that, um, they actually sold that house eventually because she wanted. They were like, you know what? We've actually went to find like they did everything. They she had a hundred thousand that year in her business. She had a hundred thousand that year in her business. They were back, like lovingly in love, like happy. And she's actually moved on to start studying feng shui because she was like, this is like I cannot believe. Like I have experience. Like she went from extreme to the other. Yeah,
0: it's it's the energy that. I think it's, it, yeah. it, it, it's continually flowing okay so if you can and I know and I've read a lot about yeah. fertility also and I think that we're gonna mm-hmm. come back to this mm-hmm. I think maybe when we get up to the bedroom but let's start yeah. in in terms of how you would help someone I mean where where are we starting mm-hmm. at? is it the front is it when we walk into the house like where where, yeah. do you, where does your process begin
1: so my process begins with like, you know, there's different places where people are when it's like, what was going on when you bought your house? You know, do you know anything about what happened like to the house beforehand? You know, if you bought for me, there's like there's a lot of signs even just before you've moved in. Uh, you know, people tell me that they bought a house on for, from a foreclosure. I'm like, OK, there's a red flag there because obviously there was something not happy beforehand that wasn't happy beforehand. And we can we can work on it. And the nice thing, I suppose the best thing about feng shui is that there is always a remedy. Like you may hear things like, I some, I I remember being in an article um, with another consultant, they said something like "If the toilet is in this place. The feng shui is bad. And I'm like, we physically cannot move a toilet. Like that is not something I would ever do. There's no structural changes with the work I do. It's very much about like getting the energy right. And we work with what you've got. So when you start at that sense of like, well, what went on beforehand? Was I in a good emotional state? Did we get this house out of desperation? Did we call in this dream home that we love? Like what was going on then? And then. From that space, then I'm like, okay, so start at your front door. Do you feel happy when you walk up to your front door? How do you feel? Like, are you, are you happy? I've had clients who were like, oh my God, myself, my husband, my children, we get on so much better when we're not in our house. I'm like, hello, alarm bell. (laughs) There's something off. You know, if you're happier when you're down the road, all at the park, but you're not in your home. Um your home is supposed to be a sanctuary it's supposed to be a place where you walk into and you feel like you're getting a big hug and you are feeling a hundred percent supported but that it is a vision of where you're going and this is where it's like what how, like what's your feeling when you get to that front door when you open when you look at your front door is there cobwebs on it is the door broken um I remember one lady interviewed me on a podcast um a couple of years ago and she's like Patricia we've been trying to sell our house for so long and I said start at your front door she's like can't even get in the front gate so the front gate's broken and then you trip over um a um a hose getting in and then the fly screen doesn't really work and I was like oh man like this all needs to be easy. You know, when we talk about chi and energy, energy is money, opportunities, jobs, everything. And it needs to, we want to bring it into our house. We want to call it in. And the front door is the mouth. It's where it's going to come in and it, we need to keep it there. And it needs to, we want to call the positive stuff in. So if you can't get in, that's a number I like. Even, and it's the sim. It's like the every single part of your home is like kind of speaking to you. So, like, if you have a struggle getting in your front door, like, why is there is there like, a struggle is it in life? Things harder. Is it jarred? Or is it like uh, 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 like what's that little like push that you have to do? That's going to make it hard. Like, why are you making things harder? Can you just put some oil on it and make it easier so the door flows open nice and easily? And then when you come in, okay, so we've called in all the good things into the space. Is it like flying at the back door? Like, is it literally just your front door open and it flies back out the back door, there's a window there and it goes out, you know? Or is it? Is there like a mirror facing the door? So when you walk in, you see a mirror, mirror reflects it right back out again. It's like, oh, actually, doing this all this effort effort to bring good stuff in and like oh, we don't want you goodbye and it sends it right back out the door so it's really being mindful of like what do you see the first thing you see when you walk in your front door is it loads of shoes and loads of coats and just like school bags and everything and like for me when I come into a house like that and I've seen them like many times because it feels like the normal place I'm like oh oh it's really hard to settle here. Like nobody really feels like they're grounded because they're always on the go. First thing you see is the shoes. So it's like, okay, well, we're going, we're, you know. So maybe it's about getting some baskets putting the shoes in there, getting some nice cupboards to put them out of sight. So you come in and you're like clear and calm. Um, and you know, I, if you I have about have wall, 10, ten <laughs> wait, <yeah. laughs> I have
0: like 20 shoes. No, I have, you know, there's four of us and everyone's got their shoes and then they've got their flip-flops and then they've got their runners. I mean, and there's probably 20 pairs of shoes at my front door. And I think if I've lined them up nicely, <laughs> that that looks clean and tidy, but, but that's not the case. Like, right. Like I'll yeah. walk in and I mean, we have all these shoes and I try to at least line mm. them up around, you know, on the side. Yeah. But you're saying that, that that's no, that's gotta go.
1: It feels like, it just feels like, okay, so I bet I like this, do it as a test. You know, like, is there somewhere we could put them? You could, can we just put some of them into a basket or put them in so they're not the first thing you see and see how you feel different. Like, I'm sure if you come in and they look messy, it's just like the first thought is like, oh, so like, true. you know, and it's like all those little things are like, you know, it's like, where's the yeah. little frictions in your house when you walk around and something bothers you with, and that is like literally directly impacting your energy, your, your vibration, your mindset. And we want your house to be a place that you walk in and you look at things and you're like, ah, yes, you know. So if there's anything that's broken, you know, that is going to be, first of all, depleting your own personal energy and that area. Because your house is like a person and every part of your home represents a different part of your life and business and your world.
0: Okay, so we've managed to get through the front door, of which I've now got to go get baskets Ah. or hide it. Okay, what does hiding (laughs) things... Okay, so can I ask you... So if now I'm going to hide the shoes in the cupboard, can we hide? Like in Mm -hmm. Feng Shui, are you able to hide things? So that is it... Or am I hiding it just for my guests? Or am I hiding it for myself? You know, like I'm I'm looking at these shoes and I'm going to throw them in the cupboard, but it's just going to be just as... It's just the mess is now covered.
1: Mm, Yeah, and I think that there is where it's like, okay, how can you, like find something to even make them a teeny bit more organized like so it's not you you don't want to just transfer the stress m- from the front door to the cupboard even though you don't see it when you walk in straight at the door but what about like um the nice shelving units? oh there's so much such nice ikea ones i just said to ken we we're going to get them that they, they lean out and the shoes just slot in and they're just close and it's like look at this lovely cupboard so that they all look organized and something like that or just some baskets that you're like okay they're going to have some kind of little system with them you don't want to be just transferring the the stress.
0: So that would be me just transferring it from the front door into hiding it into the closet. Okay, which I think most <laughs> of us do, especially when company are coming over. It's just you throw everything, you throw everything where people can't yeah. see it. Okay, so we've moved in from the front door. Where do we go next?
1: Mm-hmm. So the next place that I really love to look at is the bedroom because I feel like this is a place that's like, can be totally like underestimated in terms of its impact in our overall lives and our relationships. So our um, the bedroom is so important because first of all we sleep maybe like eight hours. You may sleep ten even eight hours in bed. Like if you get like a full night's sleep, um, that's where you're meant to rest and rejuvenate. It's also your place for connection with your partner, um, and it's a very Yeah, sometimes it can be just like not set up as harmoniously as possible. So there's a few things in the bedroom that you want to just like watch out for. Um, When it comes to your bedroom, it is a place for rest, romance and relaxation. Three ors. So if you look around your bedroom and you see anything that does not like reflect those three things, it shouldn't be in your bedroom so exercise equipment that's really exhausting it relates to it's hard work we don't want to see exercise equipment when you're in your bed like oh i meant to be doing exercise like or we definitely i don't recommend like i don't recommend a tv but if you do have a tv in your bedroom that at nighttime you cover it like you put something over it so it's not reflecting you in bed but just think about like the tv there's like so much energy coming into it and so many like you know it's it has the news and all that stuff and that's like it's so associated with like your everyday normal busy busy life that we want to really just have that like separate from you and your bedroom um so we don't really recommend that the other thing that you know honestly underneath people's beds i've seriously discovered some and kind of like very interesting and amazing things like broken computers love letters from ex-partners um, you know old shoes oh yeah lots of lots of stuff that's kind of like really not necessary in your bedroom and is going to impact your sleep because anything that's under your bed is literally directly impacting your sleep so especially like don't keep your bills, divorce papers, like all these things can be just like shoved under the bed. And so I take them out from under the bed and you will sleep a lot more soundly. Take them out of the bedroom, you will even sleep more, even more soundly. So making sure that under your bed is clear or if you do have those drawers, that what's under your bed doesn't have like emotive value. So what I mean by that is that, you know, it's okay to have like towels and sheets and, you know, some like, like, you know, your pajamas, but nothing that's going to be really affecting your sleep. So like all your journals for the last 20 years under your bed, like, you know, you're sleeping on them, not going to be the best thing to sleep on at nighttime. You want calm serenity. So for sure under your bed, keep it clear.
0: Okay. That's interesting. You know what? it, It makes sense. It really. So simple and yet when you, when you think about it, if you're, if you're open to this idea, right? If you're open to the type mm-hmm. of energy you're bringing in, then it, then it really does make sense. And I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of hidden things underneath the bed that they probably have, some of them might have even forgotten that they're even there.
1: Yeah. Or we yeah. Or we oh put them
0: underneath the guest beds, you know, in the guest bedroom. And so you kind of think of, you know, what's under those beds or you're, oh, I'm thinking through like the things that we probably have, have stuck. <laughs> Under there. Okay, so a clearing underneath the bed. What about kind of bedside yeah. tables or directions or mm-hmm. um, yeah other things?
1: So when it comes to your bedroom, it's also really important to think about balance and harmony, okay? And it's it, you think, think in pairs. So if this is for if you're in a relationship or if you want to call in a relationship, this is one of the things that I really, like when I was calling in my husband into my life, doing my feng shui, I 100% focused on my bedroom because I was sharing an apartment with someone Uh, and um, I really couldn't like there was only so much feng shui I could do in like the hallways in our living space but in my bedroom I was like I'm gonna make this a sanctuary. I'm not a naturally tidy person but I made my bedroom a room that I would walk into and go oh wow I love it. So it was even like the linen and the setup of the bed so Originally, when I walked into that bedroom, the bed was pushed up against the wall, and I was like, "Oh, there's no way for him to get into the bed." It was—I was, was literally—and for for people who want to attract love, and um, the bed pushed up against the wall is literally pushing love away. There's no space, so I pulled the bed out, and I got two bedside tables, and um, I en- kept one side of the my—I slept on my side of the bed, like I was really mindful of it being a space for my my space and his space so on my side of the bed i used my bedside table i had two and really balance of two bedside tables two lamps um and then i had like two matching um little rugs i slept on my side and on his side i left the bedside table empty Um, And there was space for him in my wardrobe. I made space in my wardrobe. I bought spare hangers for my bedroom in my wardrobe for my husband to be. You know, it was really intentional. And if you're in a relationship and you're feeling like it's not as harmonious as it could be, like, look at the setup of your bedroom. Do you have balance in your bedside tables? You know, you know, I had like one lady who had like a huge altar on one side of her bed. And I'm like, so your, your meditation and your spiritual practice, like you're sleeping with it and your husband, you're split, your energy is completely divided. And she was like, "Oh, okay." So she moved it out. She moved her her altar and everything out of her bedroom. And she's like, it completely changed the dynamic with her and her husband. You know, so it's like looking at your space.
0: What about, though, people with different personalities? I'll think about my bedside table, you know, and there's books and there's a picture frame and there's, you know, some jewelry that I took off and, uh, you know, stuff that the kids might need. And, you know, and on his side, it's probably like a thousand old magazines that he never quite got to and like bills that have been piled up on that side, like on his, you know, he empties his pocket and on that and his drawers is like bills and receipts. I mean... Like, is it based on personalities or is it based on kind of how we how we function? Because our bedside tables look completely different and cluttered. Yeah.
1: and it And it's totally okay that your bedside tables look different, but it's like even just going through some of the things that you said that are in your bedside table. Okay. So, for example, a picture in your bedroom is totally fine, like on a picture, but what's the picture of? So, like... Is it a picture of you and your husband that's like, oh my God, it's such a great picture is. of the two of us. It
0: is actually. Okay, so yes. that's so really I'm okay. great. All right. Like
1: that is like, that's a great thing to have on your bedside table. Um, and I would highly recommend it for everybody who's in relationship to have a picture of yourself and your partner in your bedroom. Not necessarily beside your bedside table, but like in your bedroom where you can both see it. It's really affirming. I don't recommend pictures of your family or of your children or of your parents or your grandparents or spiritual statues. Like, honestly, you don't want them watching you while you're in bed. Like Hm. You
0: you know? <laughs> I'm thinking
1: of what I've got in my bedroom. I think
0: everyone right now is kind of going, oh, scratching their head. Like, who what what picture frames do I have there? I have a ton of picture frames. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But but I can't have, okay, so
0: I, 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 I'm I making a list right now. Let's see how this goes. Okay. And
1: just thinking about, like, honestly, these are, like, subtle things that you can be like, oh, okay. And just feel the change of dynamic in your bedroom. Like, especially in a relationship, you know, and if you have okay. kids a family, it's like your bedroom needs to be for you and your partner and nobody else, you know. That's and funny. And if you have kids, children.
0: Okay, like, yeah. so deceased People or family members, or you know, mm. so you think
1: you've got this beautiful picture of them, not
0: in the bedroom. No, no. you can
1: honestly, you can put them any, anywhere else you want.
0: hmm I'm just. i'm going like my when bookcases. you do yes.
1: like- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you. I'm excited to hear from you afterwards. <laughs> You'll be sending me pictures, like look at this before and after, and. Um, the other thing that is nice in, you know, in the bedroom, if you're, if some people, you know, if you want to enhance your relationship, obviously the picture of yourself and your partner, if you want to call in love and a relationship in that bedroom that I had, I had a beautiful statue of a couple dancing together. I did a painting of a couple that were like in a, in a really nice like um, beach scene that I really liked. Um, and it was really affirming of that sense of being in a relationship. I have done and worked with, A lot of single women um and there's like a common denominator in a lot of their homes the imagery has like a lot of women on their own single people one person one boat one stone like it is it really one horse everything is like this on this individual and it's almost like You have to change your like it's like this is so law of attraction using your house as a vision board like what art do you have on your walls to call in what you want you know if you're a single and you want to be in a relationship your pictures and your walls need to have that image on your walls you need to have those pictures especially in your bedroom um in our bedroom here in our house in ireland we we redecorated the bedroom and at the end of our bed, it happened to be our love and marriage area, and I wanted a beautiful painting that reminded me of us, and that just it was just like the perfect place for a painting in our bedroom. So I found this beautiful picture, and it, was, it reminded me and Ken on our first date. It was like a cityscape, and he had a, the guy in the picture has a big umbrella, and she had a red coat. And as you said, I love colors, had this lovely red coat. It was just like me and him, and I was like, oh my god! So I put the painting up. I didn't think I didn't proper, I didn't properly like investigate the painting. I was like, this is lovely, bought it, hung it up couple of weeks later my friend comes to visit and she's like wow like the bedroom is lovely I was like I've done this and this and she walks over to the painting and she goes oh my god look at that and I'm like what she's like there's Marley so in the few weeks of me putting that painting up I had like adopted a little dog and it's like identical to the one that the woman had in the picture so this couple the girl had a little dog that had a little same size black hairy dog with a little gray tail curling up she's like there's Marley and I had never seen the dog in the picture until afterwards and I'm like oh look at I actually have that dog now
0: that's (laughs) so it's
1: it's just reiterating the power of images and I've had like crazy ones like one client we're in her bedroom looking at the wall and I'm like oh Like, so is there always a second, like another woman when you're in a relationship with someone? And she's like, how did you know? I'm like, because there's a picture of a couple and a woman to the side. And she in her bedroom, she's like, that's got to she's like, that's got to go. It's got to go. She's like, every relationship that I've had lately has had, like in the recently has had, like there's been another woman, like an ex-wife or someone else. It's just been kind of like, like around
0: I'm fat. like, right now I'm I'm a little, I'm fascinated. I think this is just so interesting. (laughs) Can I, can I go back though? Because I, I totally understand and I get where you're coming from. And I love the concept of, you know, bringing it in and and, and visualizing. But I think when you talk about women that are on their own, single women, and you were talking Mm -hmm. about like the solo boat or, you know, the single horse, is there any part that they're trying to be able to empower themselves that it's okay to be on their own. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to send mixed messages yeah. that sometimes mm-hmm. they're trying to be able to empower themselves to be able to say, I can do this and I can be strong and I can be that woman on my yeah. own. Is there a way to be able to balance the two so that you can feel secure on your own and yet still at the same time, you know, envision or hope or, or you know, still visualize that one day you will find that other person?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that this is also like where it gets to, like, an extreme, like, I, one lady's house, I walked around, and it was, like, I counted 18 hearts, but they were all on their own, I'm, like, this is, like, Lonely Hearts Club, one, every, and it's, it's, it's done from a place of, like, not realizing, Mm -hmm. so it's subconscious that the images are up there, it's not, like, I'm gonna put a single heart here, and a single picture, and a single here, and it's only when, the t- and that's where I'm like, there's nothing wrong with having pictures of single people up. But if you want to call in love, it's time to change it. And for a certain time, they needed that, you know, it was like something was calling them to have that that time for themselves, solitary or whatever, like that they mm-hmm. needed that. And then for me, it's like when if you're listening to this, or you read my book or you hear my stories, then that's when the, the universe is going, ah, 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 you better start looking and mm-hmm. seeing. And how can you tweak it? Like by all means keep the picture that you adore but like of a single whatever but in your bedroom if you want to call in love like focus on having right a pair with just the two people
0: with just the two people yeah. not the third person on the side <laughs> you know not somewhere the in the background I, the dog, I get that yes you
1: really want yeah.
0: a dog <laughs> so we have the bedroom I do you you know, am I thinking, are we going into a kitchen and people wanting healthier lifestyles or eating habits or diets and exercise? Does the kitchen have an impact there or how you've set up how your you see your plan, your food?
1: Yeah. So the kitchen has like a few different um, things going on. It's um, really closely related to um, the prosperity of a home as well, because it's where we create from where we, you know, like we're doing our cooking and creating there. Um, and then there's a lot of fire element in it because you have the stove again, that's kind of associated with prosperity. So we want to, first of all, when it comes to your kitchen, there's just a few things that are like key pointers in terms of the kitchen. Um, you, I think you probably heard this one from me before, but, um, keep, the knives off the counter um this one is like really what because knives are weapons and they can you know create um you know they can create tension and i've had clients like literally just like move the knives off the counter and just put them into drawers you know if you're asking for someone for something what do you want for christmas it's like i'd like a little knife thing that holds knives in the drawer please um just to keep them out of sight. And it can just change the energy of um, a kitchen very easily. Um, And then Uh, also- I would say 99% Mm
0: -hmm. of people have knives in a block in the kitchen on the counter.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So every like, and that's why I'm saying it, because like if you have the knives and I've had client people message me just from that and they're like, things definitely made a little difference, you know? And that's like, this is a, this may make a huge difference to someone. It depends on what part of their home it is, like energetically in the home. It depends on what it's, um, you know, it depends on like the, the mentality and energy of the person. Like there's so many different layers, but if it could be creating and having a negative impact, like why not just take the knives off mm-hmm. the drawer, like the counter? It's not going to do any harm. Like all it's going to be is like you have to put them into a drawer. Um, and for me, it's like I just throw everything at it, you know, when it comes to things in my life and business. I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to give it a go. And if it doesn't feel like it's make a difference, it's okay. Like I had, um, I post like little tips on my Facebook page. And a couple of months ago, I often post one that's about the kitchen. That's like kind of minimize red in your kitchen. So one lady messaged me saying, you know, I read your post so many times about like not having red in the kitchen um, because red is fire element and fire can create like a lot of tension and, and stress and, you know, friction, you know, think about a fire. If you, if if it can burn you, it can go out of control. You know, there's a lot of elements like fire is, it can be quite dangerous. So anyways, she messaged and she's like, I decided to get rid of my red kettle. And I was like, okay, great. Like, you know, um, because the only place that there was arguments in my home was about, around the kettle and at the kettle and about making tea and coffee. Like that was it. And she changed the kettle. And she's like it's completely changed so i don't know what was going on like because that's the thing with feng shui there's the different layers so like sub like underlying hidden energies that we work with when i work with clients one-to-one and kind of figure out what's going on but obviously fire element in her kitchen was causing a lot of tension and her just taking that away shifted it and she's like it's just completely changed it thank you so much (laughs) you know so small little things can Mm -hmm. make a big difference
0: Okay, so we have the red, we have the knives. What else in the kitchen? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the kitchen is, as I said, that place for creation and for cooking. So it's really trying to keep the surfaces as clear as possible. It's really important trying to keep the surfaces as clear as possible. Um, you know, and uh, that goes for also the fridge, the the surface of the fridge. And I know probably it's like, oh, we've got hundreds of magnets of all the places we visited. Um but the fridge um, is like where you, uh, where all your, a lot of your food is stored and having lots of magnets and lots of um, attention on the fridge, it draws your eye to it. So it can actually cause overeating. It can cause um, over um, people being a little bit overweight if you have like a lot of stuff on display in your kitchen, but also on the fridge.
0: I'm thinking to almost everyone's right you have the the magnets on the side you think you're being creative yeah. you've got you know when the kids are learning how to you, you read and stuff you've got all the letters on the fridge you've got pictures on the fridge so for you it's clearing the fridge no magnets no yeah. pictures hanging on a fridge
1: no trying or keeping it to a very minimal, like to a minimal. And, you know, I um, remember coming like in my mom's house, you know, I try and I've done as much feng shui as I can with her. But she often comes in her back door, um, which is not good feng shui. I she, It's so funny because when I go back home to my house in Ireland or back to my home house to my parents, um, my mom always has the front door open for me because she knows that I'm like, uh, use the, the front door, is the mouth um, but she sneakily uses the back door and one day I came in the back door and I was like I, like the first thing I could see was like all these like appointments like doctor's appointments like all this stuff and I'm like this is like not what you want to see when you walk into your house like this is like reminders of things that are like you know of just you know sickness and health stuff and all of that I was like no, no no this needs to go and she was like oh my god it feels so much better that it's not like the first thing I see when I come in from doing the laundry or from like yes I know so just being mindful of like what you are hanging up and what you're looking at, is it does make a big difference.
0: My goodness. I think about that too, right? You walk in and the calendar does. It's open and it has all of, yeah, it has your appointments. It's where you're going. These are such, they're, they're little changes, but I think it, depending on who's listening and who's in search or in need of something, there's something here for everyone. Okay, so kitchen yeah. clear counters, Magnets, pictures off the fridge, especially for those that are trying to draw attention away from constantly snacking or eating or finding that their mm-hmm. appetite is a little yeah, bit out of control. Yeah, for sure. Definitely definitely away. Yeah. Okay, where would you want to take us next?
1: Um, I just wanted to touch on the kitchen one more, one more time because um, in the cupboards just sorting through and like getting rid of any out-of-date food and really you know decluttering is and and people say to me oh feng shui like decluttering you're like doing with Marie Kondo and I'm like I love Marie like she's just done so much for people to awaken the power of their homes and like how the things that they have in their home is impacting them but for sure, when it comes to like anything like in terms of your your health and well-being, anything that's out of date or not being used is literally clogging up the energy. And what I mean by this in terms of stagnancy and energy, um, I touched on it earlier with like feng shui being like acupuncture for your home and it's like moving stagnant energy. But. Just think about like a little puddle of water that's like left there for ages and then it goes all stinky and grimy and then green stuff starts to grow in it and that's gross. Like that's what stagnancy like looks like and it's like all like bugs start coming on it like that when you start looking around your house and seeing parts of your home that are just Left there. Like things are just like, you know, whether it's like food that's being left gone out of date or it's not being used or moving around into like a cupboard that has loads of like things that are like broken or chipped plates, like they're just depleting your food, like all of those little things, like that's creating that stagnant energy in your home. So it's blocking the flow of things happening easily in your space. So moving around your house and looking at the spaces that have that, you know, the spaces that have that, 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 those kind of like, um, things that are not moved. Like for example, I'm just thinking of like artificial flowers and plants, you know, um, they kind of look like nature, but actually they are literally just left there to attract dust and they don't bring any nature to the space really. Um, they're depleting the space space more so
0: would you suggest having fresh
1: plants and flowers in a home yes because it's like bringing in nature and that's really what we're doing with feng shui because um nature you know nature works in perfect cycles you know like the grass grows the sun rises everything is in these beautiful rhythms of nature flowing harmoniously When you sit outside in your garden and you feel nature and you connect with nature and if anyone ever does a visualization of like their favorite place, 99.9 times it's like by the sea or in a forest or in their garden in nature. And that is what we're actually trying to recreate energetically in a home doing feng shui. We're really trying to harmonize the elements within a house. So it's like the deeper elements of um, a feng shui. Is about harmonizing each part of the home energetically to bring it into that, um, into that vibration of nature. So when you bring plants in or flowers in, you are bringing that in for sure. So I highly recommend Mm -hmm. that.
0: But I guess you would highly recommend that when the flowers die, that we take them out of the vase and throw them out. I can tell you, like, Uh right? Is that another one? Because I'll sometimes and and like and. They're still in the vase. The vase water has turned. There's like a a rim of darkness and brown water and the petals are on the, the counter. That's probably not good.
1: No. And there's the stagnancy. You know, mm-hmm. that's exactly what we're talking about, that stagnant energy. It's just like stuck there. So it's it's really about that constant like keeping the flow of things moving in your house. So it's it's like, oh, I get my flower I get myself flower. It's every Saturday and it becomes that regular thing. Mm, yeah.
0: I love that. Okay, you mentioned the chipped plates, chipped cups. Um, mm, yeah. That's what is your suggestion on that? When we have things that are that we're not ready to discard because we like them, but they're broken.
1: They're broken. <laughs> so it's time to let them go. Like unless they're like fixable, you know. Um, if something is broken, like in terms of like chipped plates for sure, like hygienically the germs get in uh, and they can be affecting your food because they stay on this side of the chipped bit. Um, but anything that's broken is literally depleting your energy. So it's like every time you see it, you're like, Oh, like it's that little bit of heaviness. But wherever it's been stored in your house, it's impacting that part of your home as well. So, um, for me it would be just really 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 important to just wander around and just look at the different parts and see what's broken and then we're like okay am i keeping it and am i just disc- discarding it like we i just dropped off chair a chair the other day to get fixed because it had broken and you know i could have just left it there like you know allowing it to break and then every now and again i'd sit and i'd go oh that's so annoying and then it would be like and then i was like so i was like no nah. like and i just walk my talk like when i do our feng shui in our space we always like show our clients and I'm like, look, this is what I've done. This is what I've done. This is what I've done. And And if I'm going to walk my talk, I have to go and get, I was like, I'm going to get the chair fixed. You know, I could just leave it there and be like, Oh, it'll just be a pain for ages. So many people do.
0: I, my mom, my mom's place. Yeah. they had a broken chair for, I want to say, 10 years, and every time you knew it was broken and you still sat in it, and then you'd get up because you're like, it's broken, but you, you know this. Okay, I, I, I'm looking at the time, and I still have a couple things I want to get to. When you talk about what it is that we see, and then you're talking about kind of putting things away. So I'm thinking about storage rooms, like, you know, at mm-hmm. least here in North, like, there, we have space, right? So people put a lot yeah. of things down in the basement. Uh, in a storage room mm-hmm. and they're packed in boxes and then they stay there. And as you mentioned the stagnancy and they collect dust and we're not quite ready to part with them, but they're, I, I'm assuming now I'm thinking the amount of energy that they're drying or sucking in being down there. What is your suggestion? Yeah.
1: So my suggestion is, um, when it comes to things that we have in storage, there's only a certain few things that we really should keep in storage. Um, like other other weather with gear like so for example ski gear or mm-hmm. whatever like so alternative season clothes your christmas decorations um and your suitcases tools like really it's about like you know and we live in this world of like having more and more stuff and holding on to it but realistically if it's been left in a box for 6 months or more do you even remember what's in the box?
0: Oh, we're not talking six months. We're talking years. We're talking you okay. know, decades that people have things I, in yeah. their storage rooms. I know. I You know? Yeah. And items like CD boxes and DVD boxes and things that we know we are no longer using. Mm-hmm. But why do people have such yeah. a – why do we have such a tendency though to hold on to things? Why do people have such a hard time mm-hmm. letting go of things or being able to toss them?
1: I think there's a there's a there's a it, it's a muscle a decluttering is a muscle that you have to build up so you start with the things that have like no emotive quality just like the Tupperware drawer <laughs> you know you start with the place where it's not going to have an emotive like any quality and then you go to the next level of like okay so my underwear or the season the last season clothes so just before summer at the end of summer you go through all the summer and you're like okay I'm not going to wear that I'm going go to wear next so no I don't want that next year and you get rid of it and then the, the better you become at just doing that layer of things then it gets better at doing other places you get more energy because all of that stuff especially in basements it is really just like the under the bed syndrome again it's affecting your emotions it's affecting your energy it's literally as you said sucking the energy away so um, my invitation is to start small well so rather than going and be like I'm going to tackle the entire basement that is t- way too overwhelming it's like I'm going to go down and find one box <laughs> you know I'm going to pick one box and work I And mean, be like do I need this have I like, when is the last time I used it? And can someone, could someone else benefit from it or let it go? And just the physical movement. So um, especially when it comes to decluttering the house, if there's something that you're not quite ready to declutter. So you were saying there's something I'm not quite ready to move. uh, My invitation is to move it closer to the door. And it's just that literally physically moving it from where it was to closer to the door, to like, okay, or going down to the basement and being like, these are the things that could potentially go, like, sorting them into, like, that could be, yeah, like, come on, who listens to cassettes anymore? You know, <laughs> nobody. Okay. They could go, you know, and, and sorting that way, um, and it's like peeling away the layers. Uh, and you become better at it, and you get more energy. The more you do, the more mm-hmm. energy you get. It's the domino
0: effect. Once you start to see yeah. what it feels like, and to have this clearing, the more you want to actually be able to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah. um.
1: Yeah, go. sorry, no, no, go, when go. it comes to decluttering, one of my biggest tips is that like a lot of people, I would say rather than like when you let go of something, the universe abhors a vacuum so when you're letting go you're like okay i'm gonna get rid of all of these cassettes and i'm welcoming in you know a new job opportunity or i'm welcoming in a financial windfall of like ten thousand dollars you know and you're like literally replacing it in your mind with something else it's like as i let go of this i'm calling this in instead so you're creating this like cycle of energy between the in the letting go and the new things coming in
0: i think that that was a missing element for probably a lot of people is that they're good to let go, but mm-hmm. they forget to call in because people are just mm-hmm. they're not trained to do that. They're not trained. And I think no. as we're seeing more people getting into uh, watching videos on YouTube or mindfulness mm-hmm. and mindset and positive thinking, we're starting to try to train ourselves to be able to see the positive side and to be able to, to come in. Is there anything else? So let's go do like five more minutes on the house and then I wanna get into a, a couple more things about the energy aspect of things. So uh, we, we often hear like with Feng Shui, it's like the certain things need to be facing. What's the sun, uh, like a numbers, like a, are there are a couple like five other things that you can just mention really quickly oh, before no. I get to the other stuff. There's so much to cover.
1: There's just so much. Um, And I think one of the big things is just to really like, as I said, start at your front door and just look around at everything. You know, is your home a shrine to your past? You know, or is it a vision of where you're going? You know, and this really links into that idea of like making space for new things in your life. Like looking at like the shells, like it can be this great like wind to have this beautiful cabinet full of all these books. I had a client who had a bookcase that had not been touched in 37 years. 37 years. And it's like, okay, so nobody has opened these books. No one has touched them. No. So that like energetic release for that space, it was like the whole house went, ah. So moving through every space and just looking at your house from different set of eyes, from a set of eyes of like, what am I calling in? What's on my walls? Like, you know, what's talking to me here and what's not, what's creating friction. So really just can anchoring in those, those, um, those things we talked about, like, where is there friction? Where is the things that are broken? What are the pictures? What does this represent to me? You know, what does it look, what does it represent? Yeah. Does it, does, does my spirits rise or fall when I look at, at it? What about you know, colors? I don't remember going to ladies colors. Um, yeah, like in terms of colors, there's, there is some like feng shui things in terms of like limiting fire. Like we talked about red already and then, um, not too much blue, like dark blue. That's a lot of water. It's very cooling and dampening. So it's about like, for me, I love working with like neutral tones and then adding splashes of color in to, to lift it and to boost it. So you're kind of working with a neutral palette and then everything else kind of comes in and layers on top of it.
0: Okay. I wanted to ask you a couple more things and in looking at some of the things that yeah. you've worked with, and I think we're helping people unblock a couple of things because I know mm. we're dealing a little bit with yes. limited beliefs and being stuck. And I know that meditation has come into this, but one of the things that I saw that you wrote about was the power of sound. Mm. Um, yeah. Can, can you, cause this is something that was different and it, it caught my attention. So what, what do you mean or how does that come into play?
1: So everything in the universe like operates with, has a frequency. And in our typical day, we spend a lot of it in a space of like, go, go, go. Our minds are in this beta space. Um, And I worked a lot with the power of singing bowls and Tibetan bowls and crystal bowls. And what those bowls do, they, they have a sound that emits a very different frequency, a frequency of alpha, theta and that alpha theta frequency frequency is like where we want to drop into where we're meditating so if you like actually did like brain scan of like the Dalai Lama and meditating, he would be deeply in the, this alpha theta where it's like very calm, it's before you're asleep, it's not a, it's not a sleep um, frequency, it's like there so you're awake but you're not like fuzzy, you're really calm and one thought comes in and it drifts out, it's that space so you can use sound to bring you back into this much calm Frequency. The interesting thing is that that's what feng shui does to the home. So we work with sound waves for sound frequency, sound to help you can do sound healing, you can listen to meditation to help come into this calmer place, but that is actually what we're doing with the home as well. So when we implement full feng shui into people's homes and bring that out that frequency of the of nature in they drop into this space of that fruit that alpha place and when you're in that alpha space you're more open to receiving you're much calmer you're releasing um that's so we're not in this like fight or flight place and we're not um, in this stress place and where stress then causes disease and, on, and, uh, and disharmony in our bodies, in our minds. And that's where sickness comes from. So the interesting part is, is this whole synergy between like working with, first of all, our mind and bringing us down into this alpha place and then creating our home to line up with that as well.
0: A meditation space within the home where do you see Mm -hmm. that happening where where should that be occurring if you've been able to do all of this and then you want to be able to find that space to create this energy where do you suggest Mm -hmm. that happens
1: so i do and this actually totally depends on what works for you because i'm really about the practical so for example i did say about that woman in a Greek altar in her bedroom i'm like that's not ideal But if the only place that you can find to do your meditation is in your bedroom, that's totally fine to like sit and take a place there. Get have a wall behind you, see what's coming at you and like light a little candle and have that as your meditation space and put your meditation cushion away, you know, and that's fine. So you find a place that feels good for you, because honestly, I would say watch where your dog or your cat sleep, because they are they do usually find they they won't sit anywhere where the energy is not happy. They are so sensitive, you know, they're literally just walking around showing you the best place to be in the house.
0: Really, uh, to watch, so the pets, your, your animals, they know.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, because they are just so, they're so sensitive. They're sensitive to what's going on. They won't go where there's any negative energy. They don't like EMFs. If you put their bed where it's not, where they're not happy, they're going to just like pull it somewhere else and plonk it somewhere else and sleep there.
0: What about sleeping on the bed? mmm that's a no-no <laughs> how many people invite their it's... dogs everybody into the bed it's, i know uh...
1: but then it's like i actually did an article for uh, a, it's a dog'slife.com all about like animal feng shui and pet feng shui and it was like you know you're creating a really um like not a very healthy relationship for yourself and your partner if you're in a relationship with the dog Like who? Three people in the bed, too many. Um, And then the same goes for uh, the same goes for if you're in a if you're single and you want to call in someone, there's someone already in your bed. You already have company. Mm -hmm.
0: I, I love this. It's just a different way of thinking. And we were talking about all this because I know a lot of the people, and I know you work with a lot of women, but you've worked with a lot that um, are entrepreneurs that are looking to build out their yeah. businesses. So while some are happy and love, they're looking to be able to create these careers and these yeah. businesses. Do a lot of the things that you have just suggested for our home apply, and I'm assuming a lot of this will apply to the business, to the office, to the workspace. Oh my
1: God, totally. It all applies completely. Um, And I just don't feel like there's any difference, you know, especially for entrepreneurs. I have a lot of entrepreneurs who work from home and you want your home to be a harmonious environment to support you and your business. And that's where it gets fun for me because we work with their offices, we work with their space, but we also see the growth in their business and their family so it's that synergy of you know I'm just so loving seeing that with them my clients that they get more there there's just more money and more abundance and more flow for everyone you know and it's the ripple to everyone and that's the best like the fun part is like for example I've like one client and for several years now but the first time we worked on her career area her son got a seventy thousand dollar scholarship and she got a new she got some new she got new clients like she was like oh my god like it's not just me it's my son like it's you know it's the husband or it's but it's an interesting one we've clients where this their husband is like real cynical and resistant and then like he gets a new job or gets a new contract or gets like a pay rise and he's like Okay, I don't know what you're doing, but this just happened. It's like, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the energy. So
1: they're, they're, usually, they're usually on board then. <laughs> How
0: do you take a cynic in all of this and be able to allow them to feel an energy that they might not have been aware was around them or an aura that is around them? Because I, I, I'm lucky. You know, I got to wrap this up and I'm looking at the time, but I, I guess I want to f- finish with that. How does one mm-hmm. understand this concept that the energy that they are in that they are creating that they are living in is truly the only thing that's affecting whether they are happy or sad or successful or that they are that they are responsible in some aspects for what they're able to do.
1: Mhm. Um I feel like The people that are meant to hear what we are talking about get to hear about it. And even if they're cynical, I'm like, just try it. It's actually everything that I've shared today will not cost anything. And, you know, that's where I'm like, just give it a go. I'm not one for like trying to convince the cynics, but I have hundreds of testimonials. You know, and it, it can't be that they are just and that's what actually makes my life a lot easier now and makes me want to do it even more mm-hmm. is because I get messages from people going, this just happened. You know, I've just, you know, got three new clients. I've just had this big windfall. And, you know, I'm, I'm like, yeah, amazing. And that's what I want for more people. So it's not surprising it's like you really that. It's not surprising and i it doesn't it, it's it's surprised it, i always get so surprised because i love them and i'm like the the, the winds i'm like oh it's amazing like i had an event in ireland a couple of months ago and one woman came up and like literally was, was a QA session and she's like patricia how do i slow it down oh my god like everything has just like taken off like, she's like i just need to like catch up with it all and i was like Oh my God. You know, and this is in front of everyone and like at them all happy going, I know, it's crazy, it's this and this and they're you know. So it's not necessarily for me to change the cynics, it's for like if they find me and they're you're listening to this, it's a sign, you know, mm-hmm. like listen to the signs, take some action and just see how it is. I had one lady who is at the gym with me and she's like not into this at all. And she's like, you know, I'm not into feng shui at all, but I did read that you should take your shoes out from under the bed and sleep better. And she's like, I did it. And I did sleep better. I was like, great, bonus, you know, like <laughs> amazing. And, you know, if that's going to help you sleep better, that's going to help you be in better form. So you're going to work better. And You know, there's just that small ripple effect. So mm-hmm. I would say for cynics, it's like, just give it a go. It's not going to cost you anything. And if you don't want to try it, that's cool. But, you know, do you want to just block something nice happening for you?
0: It's the blockage. Oh, my God, I love this. Okay, where can people, I know you've got, you know, people that are contacting you from around the world and you're doing all of these things on Facebook, but what's the best way for people to get more information? How can they find you? What would be a way for them to be able to have this interaction with you?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm at PatriciaLohan.com. I actually have a guide called the um, five sneaky ways that your home is sabotaging your bank account and how to fix it. And um, you can grab that at PatriciaLogan.com And I actually do a weekly Q and A on my Facebook page, so you can submit your questions in advance, and I'll answer any of them. Um, and I have a monthly um, new moon meditation. So if anyone wants to come and join those, all you have to do is come, get my ebook, or my actual book is there as well. Come get my ebook, and then you'll get notifications of my weekly live Q and As that you can just join, and I'll answer your questions
0: for you oh that's amazing and then hopefully as you're speaking yeah. and you're making your way around the world one of these days we'll be able to catch mm-hmm. you uh, catch you in this area as well patricia it was I an know. absolute pleasure to talk to you again i think Thank i have you
1: so much i know
0: i can't wait i have a list of things that i'm gonna go home and, and try to do <gasps> and i think when i look at my storage room i'll start to move some things towards the door and start to be able to get into that mm-hmm. mindset of letting some of these things go. But I really I I you had some amazing tips and some great information. And for people who are feeling blocked, just that one, that one item, that one shift and, yeah. and feeling a domino effect is really gonna be the best thing. Your energy is contagious, Patricia. Yeah. It really is. You can feel it. Thank like you. I can see you right now, but I'm hoping people <laughs> will hear it in your voice uh, when they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. <laughs>